I made a boo-boo. It's day 28 and I forgot a episode. We're going to do Psalm 111 today. I skipped over that. But I feel like it fits because yesterday we heard some similar things we're going to hear today from Psalm 111. It's a short chapter, so I'm going to read two different translations. I'm going to read the NKJV and then also the Passion Translation. And I'll start with the NKJV first. It is titled there as praise to God for his faithfulness and justice. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart, the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Now, we just talked about congregation yesterday, gathering together to gather. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in him. His works is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has given food to those who fear him. He will never, he will forever, excuse me, be mindful of his covenant. Father, we thank you for covenant right now. Get some things given in your spirit, people. He has declared to his people the power of his works and giving them the heritage of the nations. Well, I think this just fits in right. Yesterday, we talked about gathering together under the great shepherd of the sheep, the good shepherd who is calling, I believe, he's calling, he's doing something new with pastors, that ministry. Now, everyone who has the title pastor is not a pastor. I've talked about this before. What I believe has happened with that ministry The religious spirit got a hold of that, and I mean, for some reason, the religious spirit will not let that ministry go. In order for you to be somebody, for decades and decades, I mean, over a century, actually, you had to be a pastor, and it was only pastors for decades that were only acknowledged. If you were a prophet, you know, you were okay, but you were weird, and we don't want that here. If you were an evangelist, you were accepted, but... They were few and far between. We truly need the evangelists to rise up. Now, Father, we ask you to give us understanding of when that time is and when that time is coming for the evangelists. And I mean, the apostles, what even is apostle? That was just completely hidden, far known, because there were only 12 apostles and that was it. It died with them. And then the teacher, that's also accepted. Some say pastor, teacher. They they say it's four ministries, really, instead of five. I'm not getting into all that. I say five. I also can see four, but I say five. Um, My point is, in saying all that, the religious spirit just got a hold of the pastor ministry. And what it made a stink of in believers, in human beings, in the sons of God was, unless you have the title you go to school for, you become ordained as a pastor, you're not seen or known as a minister. And that's so false because what that did was while it gave many people the ability to step into the house of God to minister to his sheep, it also restricted more than it really benefited because it opened a door for men and women who truly these people might have been deliverance ministers and not pastors. So instead of being that gentle and patient and long suffering and having the rod that is 
disciplining, but not destroying, but also having the staff that is leading the deliverance minister, their aim is to deliver. And usually, not all, uh, this is not all deliverance ministers. Usually deliverance ministers have such a strong prophetic edge and they are prophetic types that what happens is there's more tearing and destroying than there is building. Now, that's just one example. That's not the only example. You might have some evangelists who are pastors and they can't just keep still and with their sheep, or those who are there leading, those who's in their care, because evangelists have not necessarily called to the nations, but they're called to many people. So my point is you have people in wrong positions and wrong titles. That's really one of the pieces of the picture of this year. I don't have the full picture of this year. I don't believe any man has it, but I believe Various, various, various individual men and women have our pieces and portions to put together the picture. That's one of the pieces that I, I that's I have multiple pieces, just like other people have multiple pieces. It's a huge picture. It's not, you know, just like the tiny puzzles that we put together. It's a grand picture. But that's one of the pieces that I have is that that's what this year was about. And uh, again, uh, quoting Chuck Pierce, the reseeding and the word that I used was last year twice is seeding. God is getting us in the right seats that we're supposed to be in. And that's an aspect of it. So this is no disrespect. I am literally not even thinking about any single solitary person in the world alive or dead who is a pastor now, but I want to tell you, get in your right position. Maybe your church closed down for a reason. Now, please don't hear me say I'm partnering with the enemy. That's not what I mean. What I want to encourage you is what is God saying to you in that? What is the spirit of most high God saying to you in that? Maybe you have been an associate pastor for a very long time and there have been talks and, you know, your husband or your wife is encouraging you, your friends are encouraging you. You might've even heard some things from Holy Spirit that, you know, you're going to your next level, but man, where is it at? Where is it happening? This pastor who's over me, the senior pastor, the main pastor is just like, I'm here. I'm going to stick it on out. And I would challenge you and also encourage you, that's exhortation, I am charging you, get before God again. I'm not telling you to change your mind and get into confusion or get into delusions. It is okay to go up again. David was an inquirer of the Lord. Inquiring means asking a lot of questions. What are you doing? What is this? Why did this happen? Should I do this? It's putting the father as the preeminent one. So what I'm saying to you is ask the father, where should you be? And not that's just in the religion mountain. There are other six mountains as well. That's why some of us can't get jobs or some of us can't get the job that we want, the dream job. Oh my God, I am so, now I'm speaking a word right now. You need to hear this because this is not planned. Some of us are so qualified. Some of us have apply to so many jobs. I mean, this fits right up my alley. I could do this. I can do that. You even see five years down the road. You see two years down the road of what you can do and how you can transform this company in this position. 
but you just can't get it. The door keeps being closed. You are applying for all these grants. You want all these certificates. You want all this school, but you just don't have the tools or the resources you need to get there. I would charge you. Ask the father, is this where you want me to go? What is going on? Now, again, this year is like a huge contradiction. So what I'm about to say is contrary to what I just said. It is a year of grace and to do the things that we've wanted to do, the things that we could not do in past times. But it's okay to ask the father, is this where you're leading me still? Don't think you have it all. Don't think you know it all. Ask him, go up again. The, the scripture reference for you is David wanted to take the people down. He wanted to infiltrate into war. He wanted to go forward, but he asked the Lord. And the Lord said, no, not right now. And then he went up again, asked the Lord, and the Lord's response was different. If you will do this, listen to the sound of the marching in the mulberry trees, then do that. So that is your scripture reference, and that's where you're saying it's really for all of us. But I really want to encourage you, getting back to the point, he's doing a, a change in positions and titles. It's promotion season. Glory, hallelujah. We see this in society. Now, a lot of it's perverted and twisted, but some of it is good and some of it is God. Now, back to the pastor's thing. I believe the father really truly wants the heart of the pastor ministry because it's such a tender, needed, and good ministry. We need pastors, especially when the apostolic prophetic doing so much warfare, tearing down and trampling, but also understanding how to rebuild and how to redeem. We need the pastors to come in and to lead the people. Leadership from pastors are a little different. Well, very different than apostles and prophets, but it's still leadership. We need the pastors to take the hands of the sheep and to direct them around the house of God in the pen for the pastors to open the pen's gates and lead the sheep or give the sheep permission. Not that man needs to give you permission to, but those who have leadership over you have authority over you as well. And for you to be free to roam around, but for you to also receive guidance and protection and correction and revision, if you're going somewhere wrong, bleak, dark, a twisted pathway, God, we ask you for, in Yeshua's name, Yeshua, to raise up the true pastors. Now, let's get back to Psalm 111. Verse six, he has declared to his people the powers of his works and giving him the heritage of the nations. That's where I was. And I was saying in the last episode how when we gather together under the great shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the sheep, and he's calling forth his ministers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, who then open the door for workers of miracles, workers of healings, administrators, so on and so forth. First Corinthians twelve twenty eight that we're going forward as a military power that's unstoppable. That's what this scripture looks like. Psalm 111.6, the works of his hands are verity and justice. They're true, they're sure. That's what verity means. All his precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. In the last episode, we talked about his laws are good and we love to live in his law and complete and do his law in that his people have his law in him. I love how all of this is just connecting and aligning on purpose, without purpose, and completely unplanned, if you got that. The passage translation calls this, celebrate God's greatness. He is great. That's an aspect, a piece of the puzzle that I have for the great picture in this year. He is the great God. Let him help you. Let him defend you. Father God, those people who don't even have voices to cry out to you, those people who don't even have enough breath, enough strength, enough fervor, enough gusto to cry out to you, to ask for help right now, I stand in the gap on their behalf and I stand with them for them and I cry out for help on their behalf. And Father, I ask that you would help them according to your word in Isaiah 41 10, that they will not have fear for you or near, that you will lift them up with your right hand, be strong to defend them and in their defense, and you will help them. I stand with them, Father God, on their behalf, and I say, Help me as if I'm them. Father, I cry out to you for them, and I say, Help, help. Help, send your help, be the defender and be great and show yourself in a mighty way in the situations, in life, in family, in jobs, with provision, with who you are. Sometimes it's not even just about those things. It's about, Father, I need and I want to know you more. That's what we need in the church now. Father, come as the great God to your sons and daughters and just reveal to us the greatness and immensity of who you are. Verse 1, Psalm 111, Passion Translation. Shout hallelujah to Yahweh. May every one of his lovers hear my passionate praise to him. Even among the council of the holy ones, for God's mighty miracles astound me. His wonders are so delightfully mysterious that they leave all who seek them astonished. Everything he does is full of splendor and beauty. Each miracle demonstrates his eternal perfection. His unforgettable works of surpassing wonder reveal his grace and tender mercy. He satisfies all who love him and trust him, and he keeps every promise he makes. Hallelujah. He reveals mighty power and marvels to his people by handing them nations as a gift. Whew. That's a word. That's our inheritance. Matthew 28. Go forward, people of God. This nation is our gift. So we're thankful for those people who are contending and fighting for this nation. We, Father, we thank you for them. We offer Thanksgiving right now that you put that spirit in them. You put that ministry in them. You gave them that desire to fight for who you are and who you say you are and what you put in this nation. We thank you for that specific niche and color and flavor, that seasoning in the body of Christ, these men and women who are standing firm because they know, as Psalm 111.6 says, this nation is their gift and other nations are their gifts as well. Verse 7, all God accomplishes is flawless, faithful, and fair, and his every word proves trustworthy and true. They are steadfast forever and ever, formed from truth and righteousness. His forever love paid a full ransom for his people so that now we're free to come before Yahweh to worship his holy and awesome name. Glory, hallelujah. 
We were once scattered. Oh, but the gathering. Let me tell you something. You can sit here and think that it's so devastating and so bleak and so grim. There has been a shattering. There's been a shaking. When it's when things are shaken, there's a shattering. I've mentioned this several times before. I interpreted a dream back in 2016. I had no idea the dream would take five, four to five years to be fulfilled. But that's how prophecy works. Actually, the dream was dreamed in 2013. Now, I've just said this before. It's not my dream. It's not even someone's. It's not even someone's dream who I have great rapport with, but I do know this person and I'm not going to reveal the dream. I'm not going to reveal the, the person's um, name or who the person is. I won't do all that. So what really the time frame is, it took seven years for the fulfillment of this dream to manifest, but it did. Sometimes things do take time. And I mean, you look at the number seven, completion, fullness. Seven is actually fullness Complete fullness is a better term of it. Fulfillment. Complete fullness equals fulfillment is what seven is. And what happened is the fulfilling of many prophetic words, but a part of that was the dream. Now, back to the dream, an aspect of the interpretation I said was everything that can be shaken will be shaken. I mean, the dream was sent out. There was a huge email chain and everybody in the email was saying the same thing. But the one person, Rashad R. Smith, said something completely different. And I won't say I was shunned, but in a sense, um, I was. And that's fine. Totally fine. Not looking for praise, not looking for glory, not looking for apologies. But that's how you have to stand as a prophet. And that's how you have to say as a child of God many times. You want to say what God is saying. You want to say what you're hearing from the Spirit, not what everybody else is saying, not the buzz in the air. And look what manifested and happened. And you don't have to say a thing at all. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to self-justify. I have a really short episode, about eight minutes long. It's in the Rapid Fire series segment about self-justification. I think it came out around July of 2020. Go listen to that. It's really good because we get in, and that's where many of us are today in the world, especially in the nation of the United States of America, that self-justification thing. I'm right and I'm right. That's it. Here's why I'm right. That's it. Period. We, we got to let God avenge and be our just God, our justice. Read Psalm 37, read Psalm 17. It talks about that. But back to this that's what was happening in this dream so that all could come before him and see his power. Many people thought the dream's interpretation was about one thing, and it wasn't. Because not a thing, not an event, not a man, not a business, not a time can trump Yeshua. We just talked about this in the last episode. He is superior. He's the higher. He's the highest He's chief principality. We got to get back to seating him as such preeminence. I feel like that's a theme in yesterday's episode and today's episode, why he's knocking on the door of the hearts of the prophets. That was a revelation that I received recently from a word I got last year about Jezebel knocking on the doors of the prophets to silence them. And many prophets, I am so thankful, Father God, I praise your name right now. And I'm thankful that many prophets are not backing down and not being silent from pressures of the enemy. 
But I want to caution some of you prophets. It's okay to go back and go up again. We just talked about that. It's okay to go back and get some strategy again. David, I just gave the example. I want to go forward. I know this is mine. I know what I'm hearing, but I want to honor you and everything, Father. And I want to move in your time. That is giving him preeminence. Prophets of God, hear me. We've got to put Yeshua back at the place of preeminence. We've got to put him back as God and we are his servants and his friends, his co-laborers, his partners, his emissaries, his brothers and sisters. We've got to get back to that place of truly honoring Lord God Almighty, our big brother, older brother, the first among many, our Savior, our Lord, our Master, but he's King and Holy Spirit. We are clay. He is the potter. Let me wrap this up, verse 10, and we'll close out. Where can wisdom be found? It is born in the fear of the Lord. Those two things were highlights for this year. The fear of the Lord is on the move. And that's what you're seeing in many people who are humbling themselves. I cut myself off. Let me go back for a second. I'm thankful for the people who are the prophets who are not being silent, but I'm also thankful for the prophets who are going back and getting strategy again, who are stopping and saying, let me pause for a second and honor you. I'm not fearful. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. Let me pause for a second and honor you, Father. And the fear of the Lord is sweeping across many of us. If we'll allow it, it's there. We need to see the hand of God moving in this. God is terrifying some of us by bringing us and exposing our hearts, exposing the pride in our hearts. I'm not speaking about anybody specifically. I'm speaking about all of us, including myself. I'm speaking about the world, specifically the church, the bride of Christ. He's exposing what's in us so that the fear can be put in us and seated back. So we're honoring him again and we're revering him again. And the spirit of wisdom is on the move. We get wisdom when we fear him. Now, let me tell you something. Wisdom is a free gift this year. But if you truly want wisdom to partner with you and to run swiftly with you, you got to humble yourself and get before the face of the father and fear him. You're God and God all by yourself. You have used me. You will use me again. But I lay down all those things I've known and I've done in the past. I lay down all the places I've been. And I say, fill me again because you're God and I serve you. I am saved under your name by your name. You are God. Everyone who follows his ways will never lack his living understanding, and the adoration of God will abide throughout eternity. Well, Father, we just bless your name right now that we're saved, that where you're in your house, that you're gathering us, that what has been scattered by the shaking, Father God, you're recalibrating and you're realigning and you're renewing. I thank you, Father God, that you're putting us in places that we need to be placed in. You're seating us in different rooms of your house. 
with different people. And the gathering is so beautiful. We praise your name for your beauty and your splendor that you're displaying and showing us. Now, Father, I ask that you would release your voice. Let your, that the voice like the lion roar over us. Let the lion's roar be loosed over your sons and your daughters for us to be shaken from those things we need to be delivered from. For us to be shaken so we can come off the ground level and ascend to the high levels, the high places with you and in you, the meeting place on mountains with you, Father God. Lord, all these men and women who've been crying out and asking for a new thing, for revelation, I ask that you would grant their requests. I ask that you would grant their prayers. I ask, Father God, that you would be gracious to them, that you would be good to them, that you would pass by them, show the body of Christ, excuse me, show the church your glory. We cry out and we ask for your glory, Father. We want to see your glory. Show us who you are. Show us your presence, Father God. We need you. This concludes our 28 days of encouragement. I don't know how long you've been listening. If you've listened from day one, if you've come in the middle, if you started a little after day one, if you're just joining us towards the tail end or at the end, thank you for listening and tuning in. We did this because a word came from Holy Spirit that we needed to be encouraged. Now, that was another part of the puzzle that I had that we would have to learn to be encouraged this year because some things were coming that was going to discourage us. We would have to have courage. So being moved by Holy Spirit, this segment was introduced for 28 days of encouragement. It's filled with scripture. It's filled with prophetic exhortation, with revelation, rhema, with spontaneity, but also replete again with logos. We let God be God. We let the word reveal itself because Yeshua is the word. He is the word, both logos and rhema. And for you, the listeners, to be filled with the logos and the rammer. So you are, I in, you're in courage. Be encouraged. Blessings.